Welcome back to HR Works Podcast, 5-Minute Fridays. I'm your host, Jim Davis, and the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. Today, I'm happy to share a few minutes of my recent interview with Ignacia Amin Grooms. She's the Chief Human Resources Officer at Epicor Software. If you enjoy this episode, please consider checking in next Thursday, June 24th, in our Faces of HR column, where I'll share the rest of our conversation. What would you say your HR superpower is? Yeah, I would say that I have a truth lasso. But instead of it hanging off my hip, it's right here in my brain. Uh, So it's my ability to really kind of decipher the truth versus all of the various versions that often come my way. (laughs) A powerful skill. Um, I don't suppose we could do a test. You ever play that game of of the truth? I could really, I could like lie or maybe tell the truth about something and you could see if you get it. Yeah, you're down? I'm down. Let's do it. Oh, man. All right. Putting your money where your mouth is. Now I'm nervous all of a sudden for some reason. (laughs) Um, All right. I had uh, cereal for breakfast. Truth. Eggs. I had eggs. Oh, man. It's not a a fair test. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a fun test. I like it. (laughs) It is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've actually read a lot about, about, you know, body language and understanding um, you know, whether people are concerned or nervous or truthful or not. And it's, it's very complicated, you know, there's a lot of myths out there, but I like to think I also have a, a BS meter is what I call it. Um, cause you can get a sense, not maybe in an instant like that pretty unfair test. Um, but you know, you're talking to someone for a while and you sort of get a sense, you know, uh, and then, yeah, if they're, if you're talking to them regularly, you can really tell. And I don't know. Anyway, it's it's a very interesting thing. No, and I, you know, I agree. And the interesting thing about um, HR roles is that I always say there's your truth, there's my truth, and then there's the truth. And I think the way that that, I like the BS meter analogy too. I think the way it works best <laughs> is when you can hold the mirror up a little bit and say, I get it. That's my truth. What's yours? And then let's together get to the truth because then that's usually the problem you're solving for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's a certain workplace investigations uh, expert I talk with sometimes, and that was her big thing was you're not going to get the truth with a capital T. But, you know, if you work hard, you can settle for something something close to it um, because of that exact reason. Your truth, my truth. Exactly. (laughs) Um, There was something something that I was reminded of. I can't remember. I can't remember what it is. It was going to be a good one. Ah, well, I'm sure it'll come to me like halfway through the next part of the, the interview. Um, let's see. What's a, what's an HR practice that you've abandoned? Um, what is one that I have abandoned? I think, you know, I have a real aversion to the word mandatory, and I think most people do. So we have a general rule on our team that we will not use the word mandatory to refer to anything. You know, it, I think HR much like a sales organization should sell you something that you want to consume versus shove it down your throat. And I think that actually drives great alignment from a business perspective. And honestly, it just builds trust and credibility faster. Absolutely. I also remember what I was going to say, which is that, and my, if you accuse me of something, whether I did it or not, I will get guilty looking and acting. Right. And so, you know, my wife literally would not believe me about this for like 
I mean, I think I really only just got through her recently. We've been together for over 10 years. Um, you know, cause I get a, yeah, thank you. I get, I get a guilty look on my face and then, uh, she, you know, doesn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of it right now and I man, <laughs> right. It just, it just happens. It's just who I am. Uh, got me in trouble a lot as a kid for things I didn't do. Uh, although I did plenty of other things that I should have gotten in trouble for. It's Absolutely. the stuff you didn't get caught for. <laughs> that you It's the karmic guilt. I get it. Uh, yeah, right. I'm Indian. I really get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I think we have time for maybe like one more. Um, what's, what's your absolutely favorite thing? It doesn't have to be work-related. My absolute favorite thing is being in nature. I just love being outside and walking and taking deep breaths. And I'm not a diehard athlete. I would say I'm, you know, generally healthy, but I just really love being outside in nature. And it doesn't matter where in the world I am or whether it's mountains or beach or streets. I just love it. Yeah, I feel the same way. As, uh, I think it's been pretty much scientifically demonstrated that yeah. being in nature is extremely valuable and healthy. It's uh it's obviously what we did as a species for like the majority of our history, right? And we've only recently come inside. I mean, to a great advantage, we're no longer being mauled by wolves or anything, but there's a certain sense of uh sense of peace when you're out there. I live I, think I live so. near the woods and it's Oh it's I'm great. a little jealous. I do live near we call it uh, a lake. It's called Ladybird Lake. You guys would probably call it a river. But <laughs> I live near there, and I just I love walking that trail. And I've walked it, I don't even know, countless times. And every time I walk it, I still feel like smiling and saying good morning and saying hello. It's just, it in the best possible ways, it really allows you to be present. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't think I've, I mean, I guess I've had a couple of times, but sometimes it can be a little bit hard to motivate the troops to get, to get outside, yeah. um, to go on walks or hikes, but we always, you know, unless there's bugs, um, yeah, I feel we like always, we always do, you know, have a good time. It's always interesting. Um, we, we get it done with faster if there's bugs. Cause my wife just charges ahead. She gets this like stony <laughs> look on her face and then she just stops talking. Um, and yeah, that's happened a few times. <laughs> I, I'm there. I'm there with her. I'm telling you, Jim, because bugs in your mouth. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. She's from she's from Queens. So, you know, mm -hmm. I took a while just to coax her into the woods at all. I think they're taught, you know, in the city that that's where like all the, the monsters are or something. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the wildlife is definitely there, but they're not they're not going to. Where do you guys live? I live in uh, Connecticut in a town called Brainford. Yeah. It's real quiet. How about you? I live in Austin, Texas, and it okay. used to be quieter, but it's... It's a booming city, right? It's a booming city, and I love it. I still love it. You know, I've been here for, um, since 1999, so over two decades now, and I still love it, but it's very different now than it was 21 years ago. I certainly hope you are all enjoying these smaller episodes. If you found this interesting, please consider checking in next Thursday, June 24th, where I'll release the rest of the interview with Jignasha via our Faces of HR column. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at HRWorksPodcast, and we are now available on Spotify and Audible. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HR Works. <laughs>